This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So, what's on our plate today? Today, we are sharing the story of pomegranates. Pomegranates are one of the earliest cultivated fruits, along with figs, dates, grapes, and olives, and they trace back as far as 3000 BCE. They have a rich history in myth, symbol, art, medicine, and religion, and in their long history have been linked to health, fertility, and rebirth. Ancient cultures, world religions, and traditional medicine alike have celebrated the beauty and power of the pomegranate. Historically, pomegranates have been the subject of art, from the works of Botticelli and Raphael, where the fruit represents hope, spirituality, and chastity, to post-impressionist work by Paul Cezanne, Pablo Picasso, and Salvador Dali. Pomegranates are also found in literature, including Homer's Odyssey and Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. They figure prominently in many religions, including Christianity, Judaism, Greek Orthodox, Hinduism, and ancient Middle Eastern philosophies. There is mention of the pomegranate in the Quran, in Buddhist and Chinese arts, and in the Bible. For example, Moses tells the Israelites that they are going to a land of pomegranates, and some scholars even suggest that it was actually a pomegranate, not an apple, which tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden. Pomegranates have played a central role in both spiritual and mythological foundations of cultures around the world. They feature in Egyptian mythology and art. King Tut and other ancient Egyptians were even buried with pomegranates in hope of a second life. Pomegranates were praised in the Babylonian Talmud and were mentioned in many Greek and Turkish myths. They were said to have been a favorite fruit of the Prophet Muhammad, whose visions laid the foundation of Islam, as he claimed that the nutrition-packed fruit could bring both emotional and physical peace. Legend has it that each pomegranate contains one arrow descended directly from paradise. Pomegranates were depicted in Roman mosaics, most notably in the House of the Fruit Orchard, located in Pompeii. Married women in Rome wore headdresses made of pomegranate twigs to signify their marital status. In Buddhism, the pomegranate is considered one of the three blessed fruits, along with citrus and peach, and it represents the essence of favorable influences in Buddhist art. In Christianity, the pomegranate represents the resurrection and eternal life. In Judaism, it represents fertility, abundance, and sanctity. In countries where pomegranates are a traditional symbol of fertility, they are also a popular wedding present, expressing the wish for the newlyweds to be blessed with many children. In Persian culture, the pomegranate is a symbol of strength, and so when the Persian army invaded Greece in 480 BCE, they carried spears with pomegranates instead of spikes on the tip. So what is this beautiful fruit that captured the favor of so many cultures and religions worldwide? Pomegranates are nearly round fruit that are crowned at their base by a prominent calyx. They are about 6 to 12 centimeters wide, with a tough, leathery skin that has a yellow base color, overlaid with varied depths of pink or rich red. Pomegranates could be considered a labor-intensive fruit, 
Beneath their tough but thin skin, each pomegranate holds hundreds of tiny seeds, encased in translucent, juicy, tart, ruby-red pulp, known as the arrow. The seeds of the pomegranate represent about half of the total weight of the fruit. The encased seeds are held inside the fruit by a bitter, inedible, spongy white membrane, and removing the edible seeds and arrow can be a bit of a challenge. Still, many would agree it's worth the effort. The pomegranate got its name from the ancient Romans, who originally called it Malum Granatum. Malum is a Latin word for apple, and granatum comes from the Latin word granum, meaning seed. So the Roman name was essentially apple with a lot of seeds, a fairly accurate description for a quick observation of the fruit. The name evolved into ponum granatum, perhaps just a natural change, or perhaps because the original word malum had another meaning, bad or evil. Nevertheless, ponum was a Latin word for fruit, which could also mean apple. The name ponum granatum became the French word for the fruit, palm granat, which became the English word pomegranate sometime in the 1300s. While the English version of the fruit's name stuck, the French one changed again. The palm part of the name was dropped, and granat eventually became grenade. And yes, those little handheld bombs that were developed in the 17th century, they kind of looked like a pomegranate fruit. Hence, they started being called grenades, spelled the same as the French word for the pomegranate fruit. Pomegranates are said to be native to areas from Iran to the Himalayas in northern India, and they were first domesticated in the Middle East about 5,000 years ago. Over time, the pomegranate spread into Asia, North Africa, and Mediterranean Europe, where the fruit has been cultivated since ancient times, particularly in ancient Egypt and early Greece and Italy. It was likely ancient sailors and traders who first introduced the pomegranate into Greece and other areas around the Mediterranean Sea, as far west as Spain and Portugal. It is believed that the pomegranate migrated via the Silk Road as far east as India and China, where it has been cultivated since the pre-Christian era, sometime around 138 to 125 BCE. It was introduced to the Indian Peninsula from Iran during the 1st century CE, and was found growing in Indonesia around 1416 CE. In 1492, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand ended the reconquest of Spain when they conquered Granada, which was the last Moorish stronghold of Andalusia. According to local lore, Queen Isabella held a pomegranate in her hand as she stated, Just like the pomegranate, I will take over Andalusia seed by seed. Not only does the city share its name with the fruit, as the Spanish word for pomegranate is Granada, but the fruit is also included in the city's coat of arms to this day. In the 1500s, it is said that King Henry VIII of England planted the first pomegranate tree in Britain. Why? Well, he was married to Catherine of Aragon, daughter of Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand. Meanwhile, Spanish sailors brought pomegranates with them to the New World. From Mexico, Spanish missionaries transported the fruit north to missions in California and Texas. In 1598, King Henry IV of France granted religious freedom and ended the violent civil war between Catholics and Protestants. He chose the pomegranate to represent his reign on a badge with the motto, Sour Yet Sweet, comparing the nature of the pomegranate with his belief that a king should be stern yet merciful. The ability of the pomegranate plant to adjust to such variable climates as it was carried across the world is reflective of its wild form, which originated in diverse areas stretching from the Middle East to the Himalayas. So for nearly 4,000 years, humans have cultivated pomegranates for their medicinal properties, experimenting with the fruit's juice, 
seeds, leaves, flowers, bark, roots, and skin. Ancient Ayurvedic medicine traditionally used pomegranates to lower fever, while ancient Egyptians used pomegranate juice to fight intestinal worms. They also used both the rind and the flowers to make dyes for textiles and leather. In Greek medicine, the flowers were used to treat diabetes, while the root and bark were used to stop bleeding and heal ulcers. In Mexico, a decoction of the flowers is gargled to relieve oral and throat inflammation. Across cultures, all parts of the pomegranate tree have been utilized as a source of tannin for curing leather. The tannin contained in the trunk's bark used to be a staple in the production of Morocco leather, and in Japan, the bark is harvested for the creation of an insecticide. Because of their tannin content, extracts of the bark, leaves, and immature fruit and rind have also been given as astringents, such as in the treatment of hemorrhages. Scientific research suggests that pomegranates contain antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and hormone-balancing powers, and they may help with heart disease and cancer, as well as support a healthy immune system, normal blood pressure levels, digestion, healthy skin, and much more. The fruit is loaded with antioxidants, vitamins, potassium, folic acid, and iron. It's no wonder it has been a viable contestant for the title of superfruit, or the fruit of life, throughout its history. So to enjoy the fruit out of hand, deeply score it several times vertically, and then break it apart. The clusters of juice sacs that contain the seeds must then be lifted out of the rind before eating. This is the part of the process often described as labor-intensive, as mentioned earlier. However, Italians, along with any other pomegranate lovers, consider this a social, family, or group activity that prolongs the pleasure of dining. It's really all a matter of perspective. Once removed, the seeds can be sprinkled into salads for a pop of color and added crunch. They can also be used in baked goods, soups, sauces, and even ice cream, as well as used ornamentally. Pomegranates are used extensively in Middle Eastern cooking. One of the most famous pomegranate dishes is the traditional Persian fezenjun, F-E-S-E-N-J-A-N, which is a stew of duck or chicken, pomegranates, and walnuts. In northern India, pomegranate is used to make a spice called anardana by drying the juice sacks in the sun for 10 to 15 days. This spice is mildly fruity with a sweet, sour flavor and is most often used in India to sour chutneys and in the Middle East for baking pastries and breads. In Iran, pomegranate juice is a very popular beverage. To make it, the cut-open fruits are sometimes stomped by a person wearing special shoes in a clay tub where the juice runs through openings and gathers in clay gutters. Excess tannins from the rind are filtered out before preserving, straining, and bottling. In Saudi Arabia, the extracted juice may be concentrated and frozen for future use, or the pomegranate juice sacks may even be frozen intact. Pomegranate juice can be made into wine, but is most commonly made into grenadine for mixed drinks. Similar to an apple, pomegranates have a long storage life. They can be kept whole in the refrigerator for up to two months, or in a cool, dark place for up to one month. Pomegranate seeds, once removed from their protective skin, should be refrigerated in an airtight container for up to one week. Pomegranate trees have a high tolerance to drought conditions, and hence are an excellent crop for growing in arid zones. Today, pomegranates are widely cultivated in Mediterranean, tropical, and subtropical regions. They grow throughout India and drier parts of Southeast Asia, the East Indies, and tropical Africa. Notable growing regions include Egypt, China, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Iran, Iraq, India, Burma, and Saudi Arabia.
There are also some commercial orchards in Israel and Jordan, as well as in the United States. Most pomegranates grown in the U.S. come from California, although they can be found in Arizona and also in home gardens in Hawaii. In California, commercial pomegranate cultivation is mainly confined to Tulare, Fresno, and Kern counties, though there are some small plantings in Riverside and Imperial County. In the 1920s, there were 2,000 acres of trees in those areas of California, but production declined from lack of demand in the 1930s. Luckily, demand increased and new plantings were made in the 1960s, and today pomegranates are widely embraced across the U.S. for their sweet taste, plentiful juice, health benefits, and culinary versatility. So visit your local farmer's markets and look for pomegranate fruit that is heavy for its size, an indication of plentiful seeds inside. Maybe gather your family and friends to help you harvest the seeds from the fruit and find a new recipe on the Specialty Produce app to explore the wonderful, nutritional, tasty benefits that this fruit has to offer. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specialty Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and spots of local produce on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. We'll be right back.